Welcome to the Food and Beverage Insider Podcast, the source for the latest ingredients, formulation, supply chain, and regulatory issues affecting healthy food and beverage product innovation. Today's host is Alex Smolikoff, Assistant Editor. I am Alex Smolikoff, and welcome to another edition of the Food and Beverage Insider Podcast. With me on the phone today, I have Ben Corin, co-CEO and co-founder of Go Big Energy and Wellness Shots. So thank you for joining us today, Ben. I'm looking forward to having a conversation with you today about your business and mostly about how the current COVID-19 pandemic and its far-reaching effects have impacted your business and maybe the industry as a whole a little bit. So thanks again for taking some time out of your day to, to join me today. Thanks for having me, Alex. So I guess we'll start just with a quick overview in case anybody you know isn't familiar with your company. So could you just describe what is Go Big? What type of business do you do? What are your products like? Um, just a, a brief overview of the business itself. Yeah, Go Big is an all-natural energy and wellness shot. We are the first and only um, energy shots to deliver on the energy that most consumers expect from a shot. We are a new business. We just launched in February direct to consumer and through a number of gyms um, in the New York City area. And obviously, the time since our launch has been extremely eventful. So I'm happy to talk about any of that. Yeah. So I guess let's just dive right into it. Could you kind of explain, you know, how has the the pandemic impacted your business, especially a business that A, launched so recently and B, you know, you said really does a lot of business in some of the areas in the country that have been hit the hardest. What has that impact been like on on your business, whether it be total sales, you know, trying to procure ingredients, maybe manufacturing and and business slowdowns? Um, What has that impact been like on the business? So I'll take the uh, the supply side first because I know that's a huge issue in the industry right now. We were super fortunate, I guess, our timing in one sense because uh, we had just done an enormous run for our launch right beforehand. So that was before any of this happened. We have reached out to all of our suppliers regarding like the status, and it seems that most people are keeping supply chains open. Um, with our ingredients, at least. I do know that a lot of other companies are having trouble, though, um, on the supply side. On the demand side, you know, we launched direct-to-consumer. I think that was extremely fortunate because uh, online shopping is doing well generally in the country. In terms of our product, uh, it's, like, it's actually been pretty incredible to see the response. People have been super leaning into the wellness aspect of, um, you know, or have been attracted to the wellness aspect of, of what we're doing. Um, so sales have been actually like, like we, we blew through our projections in the first couple of weeks. So we're really happy about that. On the negative side, another big part of our strategy at launch was to partner with gyms. And that was going great. Um, in the first couple of weeks, we got a number of orders from some pretty cool places uh, in New York. And those were all put on hold. Um, like our partners pretty much universally have been forced to, to close down um, temporarily. And yeah, we really feel for them. I mean, that's obviously totally understandable. So, you know, a lot of different things happening uh, in the market, both positive and negative. 
to touch a little bit on the supply side of things, I know that you had mentioned in a previous conversation you and I had that you have at least two suppliers lined up for every ingredient that you need. Was that done with the foresight of maybe there would be future or possible disruptions in the supply chain? Um, what, what was the reasoning behind making sure that you had at least two suppliers for every ingredient, which I assume is something that has really paid off in, in times like these? Yeah, uh, that's a really great question. So I can't take any credit for it at all. That's um, my co-founder, Vivi. Uh, she she is the person that owns um, operations generally in our company. So she's Brazilian. And I, I, I lived in Brazil, worked in Brazil for a number of years earlier in my career. And Brazil is a country that deals with crises on a scale and a frequency that's much greater than what we deal with in the United States. And that was something that she, she was just like, we need to have two suppliers at least for every single ingredient in case something happens. And I think that was probably, it was probably because of her experience working in manufacturing in Brazil. I, I let, she owns that. Uh, I take her lead on it. And I was like, well, that sounds great. Um, but there, in no way did we foresee any of this happening, but she's just, she's just amazing. So, so yeah, it, I mean, Clearly, that was a, a great thing that that uh, we did a bunch of work up front to do. That that's a really interesting. I never would have thought that maybe that type of experience could could lead to such a, a you know in hindsight great decision on your end. Um, so that's yeah, really I, really interesting. I didn't I didn't think of that until you just asked that question. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, um, that it's all it's all her. It's all credit to her. And then on the sales side of things, you know, obviously I would imagine that when the country gets back to a state of semi-normalcy uh, and gyms and things start to open up, that that end of the business will continue. But has this had any effect on on maybe what your percentage focus is on direct-to-consumer online versus um, supplying places like gyms? Or do you think that your uh, business might be changed moving forward because of what's happened here, where maybe you'll have more of a focus online, even into the future when it maybe it's less of a necessity. Yeah. So online versus traditional retail channels, right? Like that's, that's a big question that I think any company launching right now asks. The reason we launched online is because, you know, the way that we approach it is our first goal is not sales. It's really to get to know our customer. And we test, we iterate, we um, get as much feedback as possible. Really, you know, when you launch a company, you have a thesis about who your core customer is. But then when you actually put it out into the world and people are buying, you know, things can change. We found customers that are super passionate about our product that we like literally never thought would be our customers, at least at this point in time. That direct customer relationship is really, really valuable in terms of the initial stages of just really figuring out your business. So that's why we launched direct to consumer. We we do think that in five years though, like this is a retail business. Our online business will be much smaller, especially when you consider our category. Um, we think that you know our best customers will be subscribing online, but there's so many occasions for an energy drink purchase that is an impulse purchase, right? Sure. So that's the ultimate goal. Uh, in terms of your question about how how this impacts our our plans going forward, we have seen um, so like the, the cancellation of Expo West 
is an enormous thing in this industry. Grocery stores are generally crushing it right now, but their entire innovation cycle has been completely disrupted um, or interrupted rather. So like, you know, new products are really not going to be coming to market for a number of months later than, uh, than when they were going to. So we think that there's actually a huge pent up demand right now for, for um, new innovative products, which you know, I think we fit into. Um, so we're actually, as a result of this, we're starting to think about going into traditional retail faster than we had originally anticipated. Originally, we weren't planning on thinking about that for at least a year or two. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's something that we're exploring. Um, something that I thought found interesting in that response was that you said that maybe your initial idea of what your customer base would be has changed um, as you've actually gone into production and, and started selling your product. What was your initial sort of assumption as to what type of customer you would be attracting and, and how has that changed? So in the energy market, there's an enormous white space um, as it relates to female purchasers. The industry has four or five companies that dominate it. Um, they're all like the natural energy drinks all together, their number of companies out there, but all together, they represent less than 1% market share. It's really a market that's dominated by like, you know, the Red Bulls, the monsters, five hour energy, uh, this new company bang rockstar, which just got purchased by Pepsi. And they're all like hyper masculine, but if you look at, and, and they're all just like, you know, look at their ingredients list. I'll leave it at that. Um, If you look at the actual data behind who purchases energy drinks, though, it is way more diverse than I think most people um, realize. And about 45% of the consumers are female. And like our thesis always was that there's an enormous emotional white space, like people speaking to, I mean, there's so many, our industry is just so far to one side. We think that there's just like, a lot to be explored from a branding perspective. And then obviously with the cleaner ingredients, that trend is universal across grocery and CPG categories. But yeah, our thesis was that, you know, there's an enormous white space, particularly with women. Um, we thought that kind of our, our archetypal customer would be, uh, at least in the very beginning, because we have a premium product that's wellness focused. We thought that, you know, CrossFit would be a huge, um, a huge fit. And then, you know, People in cities that maybe do soul cycle or go to the gym, um, people generally focused on fitness and what they're putting into their body, uh, which that has been proven true. But what we've, I mean, the amazing thing about the internet, right? And like direct consumers, you can be, you can, you can, I mean, we have customers in Wyoming, we have customers in, you know, Arizona, not just New York and LA. And yeah, what basically we've, um, without going into too much detail, we're getting data points that truly suggest that this is this has mass market potential. We didn't think we'd get there so fast. Um, but to give you just like one anecdote, right? We have this one customer who um, you know works night shifts. Uh, we're not sure. I, I don't know exactly what her job is, but you know she has subscribed and is buying boxes for all of her colleagues, some of whom don't have credit cards. Because they're all trying to get off of five-hour energy, which they all think is not healthy. And they found our product and they, you know, they, they love it. So 
it's it's been it's been really interesting. So it seems like as a new company, you're really able to and and cognizant of the need to sort of adjust on the fly, whether it's adjusting expectations of your consumer base or adjusting, you know, retail versus online purchasing. Do you think that as a new company, you might have actually been at an advantage as far as trying to adjust to some very difficult and unprecedented times that we're in right now, uh, as opposed to if maybe you were a more established company who had been doing this longer? Yeah, that's a really great question. Yeah, what are the advantages? Like, there is an enormous disruption, I think. I mean, obviously, in, in everybody's lives currently, but I think, I, I, I mean, this is, this is like a, um, one of these moments in history where things are going to be different afterwards. And the advantages of being small is that you are way more agile. That's like the main thing you have versus the incumbents. I definitely think that in a moment of such disruption, agility and the ability to pivot and also just kind of like the attention you have towards your, your customers, you know, like we're like focused entirely on learning right now, you know, is, is Pepsi and Rockstar are they, do they have the same intense focus on learning every single thing about their customer? No, they've got way more customers. It's not a, it's not a founder who only thinks about this 24 hours, seven days a week. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think there, there is a large advantage in that. And then just one last thing I want to make sure that we do touch on, um, which really, really impressed me was I know that during, uh, again, during a previous conversation between you and I, you mentioned that while I would have assumed that a business like yours would be hyper-focused right now on really maintaining the business, making sure that you know, you're hitting revenues, that you're making money, that you're doing everything you can to, to you know, not have too much of a disruption as far as the revenue side of things. But you mentioned that you're also working on making sure that you're giving back. Uh, and you mentioned that you're donating some of these energy shots that you produce to frontline workers, hospitals, healthcare workers. Could you just talk a little bit more about that initiative? Um, what led to the decision to do that and sort of the ins and outs of how you're going about donating, what you're donating, who you're donating to? Yeah, so it's something that we're really proud of. Basically, so uh, Vivi, my co-founder and I, we met at business school and we have a number of like, you know, business school programs in general tend to be pretty international. We have a number of friends in Europe um, through business school in, in common. And we got a text message um, from one of our friends who's living in Milan, uh, like slightly before it really got bad here in the U.S., explaining what was going on there and the situation in the hospitals and how like overworked the whole system is, but obviously the people at the front, the, the first responders. Um, so we're like, wow, like, <laughs> all right, we, we should help. We had this uh, a reserve of our inventory uh, dedicated towards sampling in gyms, which again, as this whole thing unfolded, that is not happening. Um, so we decided to, you know, what are there's that one photo. Um, I don't know if you remember that it went sort of viral uh, early into the the crisis here, kind of in the middle of the crisis in Italy of the of the nurse who was like passed out at her desk, um, just so exhausted from just constantly attending to people. And we were like, I mean, there's an obvious way that we can help. It's a small way, but, um, you know, we should, we should do it. So 
we donated that we'd be donating 10,000 shots uh, to hospitals. We kind of put it out on social media um, and people started, you know, filling out. We had a form. Um, we still have a form where people can sign up their hospital to get uh, delivery of free shots. And yeah, we've uh, we've donated over 7,000 so far, number of different hospitals across the country. Uh, the thing that was really cool that we saw was, you know, people started, you know, nurses and doctors started receiving uh, the shots and then they would tell their friends about it and kind of created this little like buzz within the medical community. Um, at a certain point, we saw that things were getting really, really bad you know, worse than anywhere else at the moment in New York. Um, so we started focusing more on sending a larger quantity of shots to hospitals in New York, especially the public hospitals where from what we've been seeing and the people that we've been talking to there, that's where the crisis is the worst. And like people are doing really amazing things and having obviously a really, you know, going through a really difficult time, but doing obviously incredible heroic work. So yeah, like hospitals in Queens, Bronx, Brooklyn, and yeah, uh, I mean we're we're we will have donated ten thousand shots probably you know in the next week or two, and we're thinking about how we can extend that because uh, I mean obviously we 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 want to help as much as possible. That's that's really great. I mean, as a, a small business, knowing and and realizing very quickly, it seemed that there was something that you could do with, you know, whether it be extra inventory that you would plan to use for some of these uh, expo shows that unfortunately had to be canceled or the gyms that are closed for you to be able to turn around and say, you know, we can do something helpful with this extra inventory. Uh, and, and what you're doing, I think, is is amazing. Um, so that's that's just a really cool thing that you guys are doing. And I'm, I'm glad that we were able to talk a little bit more in depth about it. Yeah, thanks, Alex. I think I, that you your help in, in getting the word out as well. Yeah, I mean, you said that you um, people can sign up to try and, you know, basically apply to have some of these shots sent to them. Where can people do that? Yeah, there's a link in the bio of our Instagram account, which is Go Big Energy. The handle awesome. At Go Big Energy on Instagram. That's that's perfect. I'll make sure that people hear about that. And, you know, if anyone out there is listening who this might apply to, um, definitely go try and sign up and get some free, delicious uh, and very helpful energy shots. Um, ben, thank you again so much for joining me, for answering some of my questions a couple of weeks ago for an article uh, and for elaborating on those answers today. I think what your company is doing is really great. And I, I think that it offers a really interesting glimpse into you know how small businesses in this industry can and are sort of trying to mitigate, again, an unprecedented time that we don't know when it's going to end. And, and I think that the advice that you're able to give and the lessons that you're able to teach as to how to work around those and make the most of them is is very important stuff so thank you for coming on and sharing that with me today thanks alex really appreciate you having me